it. Um, this morning, you have your Bibles. Turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, that's in the first part of the Bible. Go to the 20th chapter of Deuteronomy. 20th chapter of Deuteronomy. Let's all stand as we honor God's word by standing. And I'm going to read the first four verses. I'm probably going to be preaching on the first six verses, but I want to read the first four. They get the, they get the idea of my message this morning and what I want to preach. Do you? Y'all pray for me because... Somebody already said, are you going to be able to preach today? I said, well, I got all my squirters with me. So maybe, maybe it'll hold me off, hold me over until uh, I can't preach, can't talk anymore. Um, 20th chapter, verse 1 says, When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies, and seeth horses and chariots, and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them. For the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be that ye are come nigh unto the battle, that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people. This is uh, somebody's going to motivate them. And shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint, fear not, and do not remember, do not tremble, neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the day. Thank you for the blessings of it, Lord. I just pray that you'll Give me what I need today to preach this message, Lord, and, and I pray, Lord, that you'll help me in every way. Lord, what a what a great thought it is. Uh, I guess that priest that spoke to the people had a very short message, but it was a great message, Lord, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I can trust every day that you're going to be with me and you're going to take care of me, whatever I come up against. I pray that, Lord. I've always done that for the last nearly 55 years now. Lord, I'm just thankful that you take care of us. Go with us now, Lord. Go with everyone here today. Take care of them too, Lord. We, we have this new virus that's coming, this um, uh, COVID stuff. Lord, I pray that you'll keep it away from us. And, Lord, uh, that we won't, we won't even be worried about it because we know you're going to go before us and clean it up. Lord, I'm thankful for that. Take care of us, Lord, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. We're going to talk about those that are unfit for service. He, he gives us some. You're going to find reading. I didn't read verses 5 and 6. It was because in 5 and 6, he gives us out. That's going to be my last thought to this message. And that is those people who are unfit. He gives us people who are unfit for service. And it's good good for you to listen to. Because I hope and pray that as as the song was sung 
this morning, wherever you lead, I will follow. And I pray that you can say that in your heart too. I pray you can say it right now to the Lord in your heart, wherever, wherever he leads, I will follow. Well, it's been said, and I don't even know who said it. I just know that I read it some years ago, and I happened to write it down in some of my notes. It's been said, forbid that I in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ be barren. That word barren means I, that, I've, that I've been in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and done nothing. It's uh, forbid me to be like that, Lord. Forbid me to be one that don't do anything. And you're going to find later what, what we mean by this. All of us really want to be at work doing what we can for the Lord. That's, that's our desire. Our desire is not to see where we can go the next trip we take or, or to see what we can do. Our desire is to be busy for the Lord. Be busy for the Lord. Just like those, those that priest told them, said, go and do it. Don't worry about it. God's going to take care of it. God's going to go before you and be busy for the Lord. That's, that's, what, that's, where, that's where we get in trouble. When we're not, you've heard that old cliche, an idle mind is a devil's workshop. Well, sometimes that happens. Sometimes we, sometimes we, we need to be busy for the Lord. It is not normal for one to say, I don't want to do anything for the Lord. That's not normal. That's not normal for, and you'll say, have you, have, have you ever heard that? Sure, I've heard that. I think of a lot of things in my past life. We were singing that song this morning, congregational, about that a stone from my head. I know Brother Sam's been through this. You know, they give you a little break, and you look for the first thing to put your head on. If you don't have your steel pot, look for the first thing to put your head on. First stone you see, you know. Oh, that's, that's one of the most wonderful pillows that you've ever seen when you're tired. But, uh, you know, certainly one thing for sure, we look for anything that will give us rest. It's not normal for a person to say, I don't want to work. The thought of being unfit for the Lord's work is heartbreaking. It, it is. It's heartbreaking. And when I, when, you, when, I, when I get through with this, it's going to break some It's going to break your heart, too. It's heartbreaking. To be unfit for the service of the Lord. And sad part about it is, there are those that the Lord don't want working for him. And that's sad. And you're going to find out who those are later on this message. It is a shame, but there are those who really don't care if one is unfit. Whether it be by health reasons or by just being just pure lazy. You know, uh, I gradually see myself in health reasons becoming unfit for the Lord's service. Because I've always said when I can't do what I need to do, it's time for me to give it up. It's time for me to quit. And uh, But as long as I can carry these squirters, I'm going to keep going. 
I got one right here. I do. You might think I'm telling you something. There it is right there. $758 for that one little thing. That's a squirter. That's when, when you get short of breath, you just squirt that in your mouth, and you be able to go a little longer. And so uh, I've already used it this morning, so hopefully it's working. So it's either health reasons or lazy reasons. Most are very happy as long as there is someone who will do it. Think about that for just a moment, what I'm saying. A lot of them are very happy. A lot of people are very happy if someone else does it. Why should I do it? Let someone else do it. What, what if everybody said that? What if everybody said uh, somebody will do it? I'm not going to. Somebody else will do it. I got a job for Gary. He don't realize it. Change that clock out there. Gary's the only one who can reach that clock. Him and, him, and, him and Greg, that clock out there still is out too fast. So Gary... Is that a hint? Okay, good. But anyway, uh, that, that's one time I'm glad I can't reach it because I know we got somebody that can. That's what we mean by all this. We know there are many things which need to be done. Now, we're going to look at three or four things here we want to think about this morning. There is a battle to be fought. Whether we like it or not, whether we like it or not, if you're here and saved today, you're in the Lord's army. I tell you, it's one thing to be in man's army, but you're in the Lord's army. You know, I think sometimes, Brother Sam, we took that more serious than we did the Lord's army. We, we, we're in the Lord's army. You're one of the Lord's soldiers. And you need to think about that. There's a battle to be fought. It was a great apostle Paul who said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Ephesians 6 and verse 12. There's a battle to be fought. You might say, Well, I, I, I don't fight anymore. Well, you're fighting against the devil, whether you like it or not. You're fighting against the things of the devil, whether you like it or not. And, and, and you need to realize that those are the things that the Lord told us in his book. The Lord told us that we, he already told us that you're not fighting. You're not fighting with your fist anymore. You're fighting things that you can't see. You're fighting things that, that's reading this. It's important to realize to be busy for the Lord because you're fighting for things that that uh, you can't see. Secondly, there is a very strong enemy out there. There's a very strong enemy out there. The text states horses and chariots and a people more than thou in verse 1. Why should I go up against them? They got horses. We don't have horses. They've got chariots. We don't have chariots. But guess what? The Bible teaches go up against them anyway. Think about that for just a moment. Go up against them anyway. 
There are more out there in the world than any of us can handle. We, we alone can't, we alone, I can't fight the whole battle for you. We've got to fight it together. We've got to be joined together. And we've got to fight that battle together. I can't be getting you ready like the priest did, getting you ready to fight it. I'm here telling you right now, you've got to fight it. But one person, one person cannot overcome it. And, and, and how do you fight it? You fight it by your faith that the Lord has given you. That's what he says. By faith we overcome the world. We'll see that more on Wednesday night when we go, go come back to Wednesday night. There's a very strong enemy out there. There are more out there than we can handle. The forces of evil are both numerous and they're formidable. They know what they're doing. Did you know that the devil, I, I know this, I, I know some of you maybe no, don't realize this, maybe some of you do. Did you know the devil has got billions and billions of angels out there just to take you on? Billions of them. Now, I'm not talking about five or six. I'm talking about billions. Billions of them. The devil has a great force in the world that we alone cannot overcome. If any choose to remember the strong enemy before being saved, remember who the strong enemy was before you were saved. You didn't realize this until the Lord saved you. It was the Apostle Paul who said, We're in, in times past, you walked according to the course of this world. Oh, you thought you had everything conquered. I thought, I thought, boy, I had everything conquered. I thought until I tried to quit smoking. I thought I had everything conquered until I, Rhonda told me one day I went to see her one time and I'd been drinking. She said, if you ever come back to this house again like that, you're a goner. Well, I had to fight that battle. Every one of us have got to fight that battle. You'll say, well, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't chew, I don't run around on my wife, I don't do these things. You ever get mad? You ever get angry? You ever get mad at someone or angry at someone? Bible says don't do that. Bible says don't do that. For in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. That's what you were up against before you were saved. Better be thankful God saved you. I'm thankful God saved me. I'm sitting here today, standing here today, saying I'm thankful God saved me. And I'm thankful God will hold, hold, pray, hope and pray God will uphold me long enough to preach this message. Thirdly, there is a secret of strength all who are truly saved have. You have a strength that maybe you don't know you have it because you've never used it. You never had to use it in no way, shape, nor form. You never had to use it. Most people in here have had a pretty guarded life. We have. We've had a pretty guarded life. 
You know, I, I didn't come up in a Christian home. I never, and, and I'm going to say this. I know some people say, well, I never say nothing like that, but I am. I never did hear my daddy or my mother tell us kids they love us. My mom, I don't ever remember my mom taking me in her lap and rocking me. I don't remember. We, we were all breastfed. You all know what that means. We were all breastfed. And I remember when my mom go out to the field to work in tobacco patch or hay field, she left a, an old black lady with us that had a house full of kids. And mom told that old, I remember mom telling that old black lady, said, now I was just, I was just a little thing now. The old black lady said, now if they get hungry, you feed them. You know what that means. So if I got a little black in me, you know why. The text states, the Lord thy God is with thee, verses 1 and verse 4. If you don't have the presence of the Lord with you, I think you're unfit this morning try and do the Lord's service. You don't have the presence of the Lord with you, but we're going to get into the things that teach us here in this passage. It was John who said, greater is, is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You ever think about that? You have a greater power in you than all the world's power. Just use it. Use it. Don't be afraid to do what you want to do. Don't, don't, don't matter what people say about you. Just do it. Just use it. There are those who trust the power of the horses and the chariots, but we who are saved must always trust the Lord to take care of us. Oh, we, we, if we get up a mob, we'll be strong. You may be weaker than you've ever been when you get up a mob. Oh, yeah, you can get up a mob. I've always told you folks this. If you want to get rid of a preacher, just get up a mob against him. But I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what might happen to you if you do. It was Isaiah who told the people, woe to them that go down to Egypt for help. Woe to them that go to Egypt for help and stay on horses and trust in chariots because they are many and in horses because they are very strong. But they look not upon the Holy One of Israel, neither seeketh the Lord. Those are people that don't have it. That's what Isaiah is referring to here. Don't go down to Egypt for help. Whatever you do, don't go to Egypt for help. Somebody sins against you, don't go to Egypt for help. You know, we, we, we live in a Sioux a society. 
I said, it makes me sick. I see it on television, these tort lawyers. Oh, better be careful here. These tort lawyers who brag about how much insurance money they've gotten. They, no, they didn't get it from the insurance company. They got it from me. My insurance has tripled. I used to pay something like $200 every six months. Now I pay almost 2000 Why is that? Because you got these people who trust in other things besides the Lord. Who, who will help me? I told all you're happy. All of you saw that on television. That that lady says, "I just don't know who to go. I don't know who to get any help." Tore a lawyer from home and said, "I can help you. I can help you." That time that lady hit me head on, after on two right down here on two ninety two. I go in Hardy's, drink coffee, and I'd have four or five lawyers trying to sit down with me. You got you got a good case. You've got a good case, boy, we can get a lot of money out of them. Well, they say, you can. I'm one said, we can. We get a lot of money out of them. That's what it's all about. Don't go down to Egypt and try to get help. And lastly, of these, he said, there's a word of encouragement. The text states, let not your hearts faint, fear not, and do not tremble, verses 3 and 4. It was a great apostle who said, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that love us. Oh, we have somebody fighting for us. It don't make any difference what you've done. If you're saved, you got somebody fighting for you. Yes, I've been a sorry Christian. Matter of fact, there's times when I didn't act like a Christian. I've been a sorry Christian. But let me tell you, folks, I'm thankful that I've got somebody who's going before me. Now, here's the last part of this message. Now, who, who are those who are unfit? Number one. Those whose work of dedication is lacking. What man is there who had built a house and has not dedicated? What does it say? Let him return to his house. Get back. You're not doing us any good. Go home. A man feels the Lord gave him a house and he hadn't even dedicated it yet to the Lord. Go home. That's in verse 5. Lord knows those who enlisted but are really cowards. The second one is those who have never tasted the fruit of victory. We all have tasted it here. We're going to taste it today. We're going to taste victory today when that little young soul comes up here in a few minutes. She's coming in a few minutes. We've tasted victory. 
the scripture state, What man is he who hath planted a vineyard and hath not yet eaten of it? Let him return unto his house. Be no good. What was it Gideon did? What did what they do? They went and got a drink of water. Those who dipped their hand down in the water and brought it up and drank it like that, they were fit. But those who stuck their head in the water, he said, go home. Will you not fit? Because you always got to watch. You always got to be, you always got to watch where your enemy is. You never know when somebody has sneaked up behind you, especially in wartime. You never know. That's why you have a buddy. That buddy's supposed to tell you he's coming. He's behind you. Be careful. A lot of so-called Christians need to return unto their home and quit trying to be a fit Christian. And lastly, those who have obligated themselves to the world, don't do that. Whatever you do, don't do that. Please don't do that. Don't obligate yourself to the world. Somebody told me the other day, he said, you want, a, you want a Mercedes? Just go sign the papers. You'll get one. You've obligated yourself for about 40 years. Those who have obligated themselves to the world, they too need to return home or they're unfit. Don't obligate yourself to the world. I, I'll do. Don't you tell on me. I won't tell on you. Don't you tell on me. When you've obligated yourself to the world, to trust the world, don't do it. May the Lord bless you and your fitness to do his work today. Pray for every one of you. Pray for you out there on, on, on uh, live streaming. Don't trust other people. Trust the Lord. He'll take care of you. All right, Brother Reggie, if you'll come and stop.